Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. After sharing Caitlin with his friends, Joe develops a fantasy of girl-girl play. They return a year after a disappointing club experience to fulfill one of Caitlin's fantasies and then start chasing the next lifestyle high. And we're back at the sex apartment. Welcome today, Caitlin and Joe. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hey. Welcome, welcome. As Nessa has requested, we do a little more often now. Let's first get into how long you guys have been together. In April will be 23 years. And, and looking at you guys, this has to mean that you met... High school. Okay. Yeah, Joe was 14. I, I would have said kindergarten, but okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Joe was a freshman and I was a junior. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yep. Okay. So based on that, was that a continuous relationship all the way through? Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Inseparable since. Taken virginities? Yes. <clears throat> He's going to have a different answer. <laughs> it's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> I don't think being like 10 years old counts. Oh my goodness. I, I would agree. I okay. right? don't think. So we were each other's first. Okay. That's okay. fair. <laughs> okay. So you're together for 23 years. How do we go from high school sweethearts to let's explore the lifestyle. Anytime we were watching porn, I would be interested in girl on girl. And Joe always would say he would love to see me with another girl. And then when we heard about the lifestyle, like I didn't know this was a real thing, something that could experience and it was okay. And kind of got the ball rolling trying to experience that. So now all through high school and college experience or anything like that, any girl, girl things or just something you've thought about? Nope. Just something I thought about. I mean, in high school, I for sure have kissed a friend or something, but that was, that was it. That was it. Drunken moment at a party. Yeah. Nothing more. So you said when you heard about the lifestyle, how did you hear about it? So we have a friend that is friends with the gal that tends bar at the local club and okay. she, anytime we had seen her. She'd always, hey, you two should come down. You should two, two, come down and check it out. And I need to remind her that I appreciate her the next time I see her even more than <laughs> <Yeah>. before. <laughs> and I was always like, heck yeah, but I didn't want to push that situation. Fair assessment yeah, after. So, years. you know, some yeah. little talk about it, whatever. And then one night a party and Caitlin said, hey, we should go down and see, see you on. Okay, let's go. What got you to think that that was a good idea probably the number of drinks i had okay that's fair that happens i don't think it was one thing that happened that how much had she told you about the club not much no not too much pretty much just said you guys should come down check it out like you don't have to get involved Mm -hmm. with anybody or anything going on there just come down there hang out hang out with me you know see what it's about check it out now how did she know this might be something that would be on your radar i'm gonna say from being down there every weekend and assessing everybody She's seen something. 
Okay. Is my she, guess? She is good. I, yeah. I don't right. know. I mean, yeah, there was do, no do like, have a certain. There was no like we were herself. hanging out and Caitlin started making out with somebody. Or you know what I mean? There was nothing like that. She just was able to pick that vibe up that maybe that would work for us. I think. So leading up to this, still no actual interaction. Just talk of it would be hot to see you with another woman. Yes. Now Joe is really good about sharing everything, and so he did share me with a couple of his friends. Prior to us getting married, like when we first started dating, I would say like within our first three or four years of dating. Now, when you say share you. Yes. Drunken nights again. The first time it was, she was bowling me. My friend was eating her. And then it was one night we were at a friend's house drinking, whatever. Me and her were in his room having fun together. And then he showed up and did you blow him? Maybe. No, I think I gave him a hand job. Maybe. Okay. Still, I'm sure appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then two of your friends I had sex with while Joe watched. I watched one. The other one. Oh, he was supposed to swap with the girlfriend of his friend, and then she was a no-go. Yeah, Caitlin and but, him went off, and then she got pissed. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But whatever. But I didn't th- think he'd do all, it. Yeah, okay. those were all like drunken nights where... Like the next morning I woke up and was like terrified that our relationship was over because I like cheated or did something wrong. Yeah. So it wasn't even then a question of like, oh, this is a lifestyle. This is okay. Right. How did you handle it? I was fine with it. I mean, I felt a little left out with the one, but mm. Caitlin's still jealous type and I'm not at all. I feel like I need to share this. Look how sexy this is. I'm just going to throw it out there. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and our love for each other is deep. I mean, we are, this is us, me and her. I mean, 23 years and still smiling next to each other. Yeah, yeah. that's all I've seen you guys do. I have no fear, really, of anything happening where I'm not sure why. I don't know if I've given her a reason to, but she still is scared that I'm going to experience something and want to leave, which I think is ridiculous. But whatever, that's how she feels. And I think that she can work through that. But I don't have to be involved. I enjoy watching her be pleasured and have fun so much that I don't I don't have to be involved. Now, if she tells me, hey, go ahead, jump on in. Of course, I'm good with that. But <laughs> I don't have to be. Now, I will say I have seen Nessa get fucked in ways that I didn't think were possible and making sounds that I was like, whoa, that's that's a new sound I've never heard. But yet at the end of the night, when we reconnect, it's that whole new world. It's like, wow, that's that connection is so much deeper. It's weird that and I mean, like I I can think of several occasions. I was like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) that was wow. okay. And just the eagerness to come right back to me was like, okay, that's why this is special. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's incredible. I think our first experience at the club, we had so much fun talking about it and laughing about it. And we couldn't believe it actually happened. And that was cool, the reconnection that we had afterwards. But we've never done full swap yet. And it's nothing that Joe's done that would make me think he would leave. But because we've been together our entire lives, I'm afraid that he'll experience something new and it'll be better. Mm-hmm. I think girls... It'll be different. There's no doubt about that. But I think they think way too deep into into a, I think our, us men are pretty simple. <laughs> think way too deep into it. But that's just... That's how she is. But so it's it's okay. all in comfort level. And yeah. that's you're doing it 100% right. And one day you may be comfortable with it and one day you may not be comfortable with doing it. And then that's fine. Whatever works for you guys because at the end of the day you guys are together and that's the, you're doing it 100% the right way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, working on it. I'm working through. 
my jealousy. There's no reason to rush through it. That's what we tell couples all the time is just because other people are perfectly comfortable doing a full swap. Some couples are perfectly comfortable doing just girl, girl. There are a lot of couples at the club that just come just to watch and have sex together. They've been going there longer than I have, and that's all they've ever done. And that's just what turns them on. So there's no real expectations the second you walk in that door to do anything other than enjoy your time. I think that's been most fun more recently was just getting dressed up, going out together, having a date night. We don't have to worry about our kids and having fun together and enjoying that experience. Yeah, I think we learned pretty quick that going in there with expectations of some extravagant happening was not a good idea. And just to enjoy ourselves, like I said, out, showing her off, having fun. If something happened, cool. If it didn't, so we still had a great night out together. Until two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to that very first night where you said, hey, let's go to that club. We were out at a fundraiser and had a little bit too much to drink and thought it was a great idea to head down to the club. And we got there after hours where if you're new, you should have been there like hours before. But because we knew the bartender, we were able to get in and there was an hour to an hour and a half left of the club being open and there was hardly anybody left there. And for Now, what did you go there expecting? So in my mind, I was thinking, lamb, like all these gorgeous people that you'd walk in and people would just come over and they were all gorgeous and they all wanted to be with you. Okay, so then we walked into this club, and these were not our cup of tea people. And uh, we were like, wow, we built this up in our minds for two years. We had been talking about going to the club and getting down there, and this is it? Mm -hmm. I was devastated. I'm like, Uh oh my gosh, that was awful. (laughs) And we didn't bring it up again for another year. So that was like our one and done. So you walked in, looked around, said, okay, that's enough for me, and out you went? Yeah, we took the tour, said hi to Yolanda for five minutes, and we're like, okay, we did it, and this is not for us. And we left. And I just go with the flow. Everything <laughs> in life, I just go with it. And I'm not going to disagree with that assessment. It just There's no point in going, no, come on, stay, stay. If you don't see anything that's going, hey, you know what? I need to be here right now. Then the fact that you walked through the door, were able to walk around. You didn't burst into flames and no one ran to you going, I know you, I know you. What are you doing here? You're a horrible person. There's nobody outside waving signs saying, right. you shouldn't be here. It's, the year went by. And then in July was my 40th birthday. And I think I was just kind of like Joe making sure to remind me I'm three years older than him. Like I had to like kind of. I got make, a teaser about that. Yeah. That's fair. You earned <laughs> so it. So I feel like I have to like stay on my game. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I started working out and I w- felt like I was in the best shape of my life. I'm like, let's go. We're going to this club. I'll get these cute outfits. It'll be fun. It was Mother's Day weekend. We went to the club. It was an LMB night. Love and Bandage Night. Yep. So we got a hotel downtown. Caitlin talked this up for weeks. That's it. We're doing this. Like I said, I've never pushed any of this, but I was like, in the back of my mind, like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I got an outfit. I got my nails done. I went and got waxed. I got a spray tan. I had my hair done. We got this hotel. We had babysitters for the night. And then we're at the hotel and it's like getting close to time to go. <laughs> and I'm like, Joe, I can't. We cannot do this. Like, And he was like, what? I'm like, no, yeah, I don't don't think I can do this. Let's just pack it up and go home. I don't even want to stay here tonight. Joe's like, all right, but we're not doing it again. We're not going, then that's it. Don't even bring it up. Then I was like, oh, I had another drink. And um, he's like, Caitlin, let's just go. You don't have to do anything. We'll just walk in there and see what it's all about. So we did. And then I wish I had brought a better outfit with me because I left it at the hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. 
we found this couple or this couple found us and they explained to us the club and the atmosphere and made us feel really comfortable. And we had a great time. Nothing happened with any other couples, but we talked about it for what the next week. And we're like, we could not wait for the weekend to come so we can go back. So then the next weekend we went back, we saw the same couple. And so we hooked up with them and started talking for a while. And then they brought a friend and she had asked us, okay, what is your fantasy? And I'm like, oh, well, I love on the on these porns, the massages, just getting a massage and then it leads to something else. And I said, but I did notice there was a room with a massage table and I did pack my massage oil. <laughs> and so they're like, heck, well let's go. And so we all went. So it was the other couple, their single friend, and then Joe and I. And they're like, okay, how are we going to start? I'm like, I'll, I'll go first. I'll get the massage first. <laughs> so like, I lay down and the girls gave me a massage. And did the boys jump in? I think we all had our hands on you. Joe was like amazed by the whole thing. And he's like, oh my God, that was so hot. And I was like, damn, I wish we had like a photo or a video that I could look back and see this. Because like when you're in the middle of it, you can't really. But after that experience, we, oh, we were just, our minds were blown that it actually happened. And it was so much fun and nothing bad happened afterwards. It was really cool. It's still surreal, I think, to me. Yeah. Holy cow, that actually happened. I remember, I don't know if it was that night or the next day, Caitlin was like, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We got to look this we gotta up. We got to Google it. I think it might be considered an orgy. It was, it was an orgy. five of us. <laughs> we were like, yes, high five. Oh we were in God. an orgy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that, so that was our first experience. At one point, the single lady got on the table and we were all massaging her and Caitlin had told me at one point to go ahead and use my fingers on her, which I was like, knowing Caitlin's jealousy, I was like, are you sure about this? I think because at that point, my hands were getting tired. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I need to bring in the big ones. tap you in. Yeah. 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 The old tapping. Yeah. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I just remember at the end of it, everybody looked around and was like, what? Why are you? Why you still have all your clothes on? Yeah, Joe was fully dressed. I don't like. I didn't even have to be any part of this. I could have been sitting in the corner and watching and been and he was my like favorite so spot thrilled. thrilled. Yeah, yeah, that was our first experience. Um, so now during your massage, yeah, what happened? One of the girls was going down on me. The other was playing with my nipples. I don't know if I was giving anybody head or not. I don't know. I think yeah, it's all still surreal. Like thinking about it, it was it was just really cool. Now, see, prior to this, you hadn't even kissed a girl. No. Besides just a little drunken thing when you were in high school. Right. And so, yeah, night one, I'm like going right in there. Yeah. Watch enough porn. I got this. I went down on a girl. I was fingering her and then and Joe to help me out there. <laughs> but I think, and you made her squirt. I don't know if she ever did before. I think she had before, but yeah, no, she was, she seen me make you squirt and she was like, you need to make me do that too. <laughs> yeah. So that was. That was neat. That was neat. Now, when you guys got home that night, what was that moment like? That's a good question. Thank you. Remember talking about how surreal it was? Like, wow, we seriously just did that. That was crazy. That was fun. I think I probably went home and passed out. I'm really good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but for days after. Oh, wow. You two are a lot alike. Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah. The next morning and for days after, that, Joe and I would just like smile at each other and just, we could not believe. I actually remember the words coming here out of your mouth before the next weekend is, I need to taste another pussy. And I was like, no, anything but that. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> You're like, hell yeah. Right. She made me write down all of our experiences. Yes, I heard that on an episode, and I thought it was a great idea because we would forget. <laughs> but I didn't fully and, and journal. You, and you not being tech savvy, I understand yeah. without the app. Whatever, <laughs> piece of paper works just fine too. Right. Just wait till the kids find that one; it's good. <laughs> 
that one. I, no, I even threw away the piece of paper under this in case you could read it. <laughs> good, good thinking. <laughs> that was okay, when yes. you got real mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so so our, is this the next one? This is the next next weekend, next so, experience. Okay, so now we're back at the club three weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. We were all in. Okay. We were having a great time. We're like, yeah. And if, I was not going to disagree with that. Now, yeah. going back the second time, when mm-hmm. you when you went that original first time, it was, we're going to do this. And then you look around, okay, maybe not. Never mind, we're going home. Yeah. When you go back, what are you going in thinking is going to happen? The first time, like I've heard you say many times, like it happened organically. Like it just, we kind of fell into the situation and it just kind of went that way. I expected every situation after to be the same. Well, now I will tell you that night where you landed in the massage room was the first night that we were going to meet you guys. And we walked up just as you started talking with this couple and their other friend. We kind of stood off to the side, give you guys a couple minutes to talk and we're waiting and waiting. And we kind of looked at each other going, yeah, there's no, we're, we're not interrupting this. (laughs) Off we go. (laughs) It was definitely a very organic connection. So it's good that you pointed that out. Yeah, that was. So I, I think I just thought that every interaction afterwards would kind of happen like that. And unfortunately it has not. Well, and it has not because you walk in with your blinders on and you don't want to look or talk to anybody. Okay, so experience number two. A couple was messaging us back and forth from the website. Show we had made plans with them. So as soon as we walked in, the guy was very eager to meet us. He was standing right inside the door waiting for us to walk in okay. and grabbed wow. us like as well, soon as we okay, walked in. Well, and I can understand not wanting to risk someone else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. It was just a little much for me. Like I, I like to like go in and kind of see what's going on first. So immediately we started talking to them. We went out on the patio for a drink, but we thought we were on the same page. Like we figured at this point we're talking on our profile. It was just girls playing together. The guys can watch. And then if we're comfortable, have the guys join in. And we thought that was a mutual agreement. We have a drink on the patio. We decided to go to the back to see what's going on. So we were in the couples sorry, room. The couples room. It was like a matter of minutes that the guy was completely naked and his <laughs> yeah he so i didn't like set anything up i wouldn't say but they messaged us and i said yeah you know if you see us say hi to us we're both neither of us are very good at starting conversation mm-hmm. if you see us say hi to us whatever but they definitely had a plan yeah. yeah we made it back to that room and before he knew it yeah he he was naked she was taking her clothes off lady ended up having we didn't see her drink anything but she had something too much of something so she um was just laying there the whole time and i attempted to play with her and there wasn't any like reciprocating so i was a little not mad but like now hang on so (laughs) so i i didn't pick up on this it's not who i thought it was oh Caitlin, being that Caitlin gave me permission to play with the girl last week, I asked her, hey, can I eat her? And she said, yeah. So I dove in. I was playing with her. The other guy was playing with Caitlin. And I didn't realize Caitlin was not going for this. And this is like an issue I have where if something's uncomfortable, I like shut down and I don't say Mm -hmm. anything. And as this was all going on, there was a large group of people wanting to come watch what was going on. Yeah. Understandable. And then I got more into, I didn't want to ruin the mood. Mm -hmm. This was going on for a while and just have to interject here. (laughs) Twice this has happened where a guy just decides to stick his finger in your asshole. Oh, like, don't you think that should have been talked about? A hundred percent. Yes. Twice this happened to me. That's not anywhere. It's just a finger. No, no, it's still an asshole. Fucking back off, Tiger. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't, yeah, I didn't know if that was common. No. Okay, so. 
Anyway, so no, that, my, that was happening, and uh, oh, I, I disagree I'm with sorry. your assessment of no. It it does happen. <laughs> I mean, it does, but, but like it's I don't. But you're 100 percent right. No, that yes, <laughs> everything a, should be talked about, but yes. that is definitely one of those. Or maybe just like not straight go for it. Like right. maybe there's feel around be a bit, some, maybe, yeah, like, and mm, test it out. Yeah, is she no. pushing back? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, okay, this is... You're not totally against that either, by the way. No, but no, I but think it's it, a stranger yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. It's no. like the right situation. Right. It's and at this point, that. like... Let me check in before. I'm I mean. not wet. I'm like, this is not... This is very uncomfortable for me. So between um, you seeing him going down on this woman where you weren't quite ready for that and... Right. So I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom. So I got up and I walked out of the couple's room and I was trying to take a minute to myself and get it together. And I walked back in and then they asked if Joe could fuck her. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking go for it. And then I grabbed my vape from him and went stomped out to the patio. And I was sitting there and then Joe came and found me and he was like all smiles like I came right behind you and nothing happened there. Like <laughs> right. I, nothing I got happened. the hint. She's not happy. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, can we go now? And Joe was like in complete shock that anything was wrong. Because I did play the part. I didn't want to ruin anybody's mood. Mm-hmm. I was making the noises. I was participating. So unless you knew. Like right. I, I, I say it's I fair guess. for them. So I, I felt bad also for the couple because they didn't know that I was uncomfortable. Right. Maybe. Even if you weren't uncomfortable up to that moment yeah. and that specific second you became uncomfortable and walked away, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. So that was experience number two, which sucked. I think I cried all the way home. We woke up the next day and I think Joe thought for sure like this was never going to happen again. Yeah, I thought that was that was it. And like the first thing I said to him, I'm like, okay, we need to have our boundaries set for the next time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's going to be a next time? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a next time. That was just like so a bad was, experience. So it was still fun, but... Yeah. And you still have that first one to look back on. Right. right. The reality is they're not all going to be great. Unfortunately. And I think the big thing is that when you're starting out in the club atmosphere, you're really not, you're not prepared for what might come your way. Because, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I have no idea what type of situation we're going to come up upon. And finding your voice is a big, I have this same struggle. I'm a big people pleaser. So very much the same is no one will know I am uncomfortable until I like somehow make eyes at G or get him to know like, hey, I'm not happy here. We've got to figure out a way to get out of here. And I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. Like it's always been something deep set in me. Like I I don't want to draw attention to this. I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. I just want to be out, like (laughs) sneak out the back door or something. Back in the car and been halfway home and we're just talking about it, talking about it. And then I get to one point in the night where I'm like, Oh, and this was cool. No, it wasn't. This was a problem out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, what, what? No, but you were right. Just exactly like you both said, same. that's yep. exactly. It's yeah, that's Caitlin. So like I had that conversation, like, listen, is this fun? Is this cool? Yes. If this is going to be a problem, cut it out. We're done. You right. know? No, she wanted to go back. I told her this is for you. Yeah. You don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings or whatever, but this is for you. Mm-hmm. So if you are not enjoying it, well then, then don't. Yeah. Just be blunt about it. Easier hey, said than done. Time though. out. Right. <laughs> I get it because I'm a people pleaser too, but at the same time, don't ruin what we have for 23 years just to please somebody that we really don't know. If I'm starting mm-hmm. to get a toothy blowjob, I can push that away. I just, <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, Not a problem. I, so I, yeah. You I, make it sound so simple. I did yeah. <laughs> Guess if somebody tries to put a finger in my butt, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, 
cool. <laughs> I just thought that was funny twice. You would think that'd be talked about. I don't know, but yeah. it should be. It should be. Yeah. I mean, we've had friends that a tongue has hit there, and they're like, "Whoa, wait, what?" And yeah. it's it's one of those. You would think that this would be asked. Yeah. You get back home. Yes. And you're surprised. She's okay. Next time, we need to establish some boundaries. So prior to this, you didn't really have any. It was kind of, if something happens, we'll figure it out at that moment. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I like to watch her being pleasured so much that I've already told her. There's really no rules except I want to witness this. I want to be there for it. Where on the other hand, I think that's where she was. Hey, we'll work through this as it goes. Mm -hmm. And that's where... First experience, I looked at her and she said, yes, get in there. And second experience, I looked at her and she said, yes, but I'm not sure she really meant it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember like, him asking that. No. This is a problem. Like we need to communicate because mm-hmm. leaving there was terrible. That was not at all. No, car rides home with tears be. suck. Yeah. I know. Not a fan. No. And definitely was shocked when she said next time. I'm like, what? excuse me, next time. There's a next time after that. And there has been many next times. So what boundaries did you guys set up at that point? So we talked about having like a safe word. Still don't think we have set up for like when I'm uncomfortable. Like Wenda, did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. And I, and it was just straight red means stop. But I think she's so worried about ruining the mood for somebody else. Yeah. But I, I still don't, don't think she'd be able something. to just throw so it I'm out like, there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we decided because again, I don't want to ruin the mood for somebody and I want it to be a code that. He would pick up on right but, discreet enough right. that yeah. not everybody's gonna yeah, not understand. that smart yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> at one point we had a go ahead get some water like a specific <laughs> tapping here. that it was like there's no way that I'm gonna know what this tapping is so what for me and you? yeah we we were gonna be like a hand squeeze or something and. It's like there. You squeeze my hand so many times during this. I'd be like, "All right, let's go." And you're like, no, don't make me <laughs> leave. Why are we leaving? Wasn't that What's squeeze? That was the difference. It is very hard to find a code word that you can work into the moment that isn't abundantly clear. Like you said, it's tough because you don't want to be that person that spoils the party. Right. But at the same time, you really don't want to be that person that's crying on the way home, not happy about what you did. True. And I think I would rather spoil a party every single fucking time then listen to the tears on the way home. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes with experience too. I think as you are exposed to more and more situations in which you have to use your voice or you're forced to deal with it, you know, and you're just uncomfortable at some point you become that person who's like, yeah, I don't want a finger in my ass. I'm going to tell him no. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it just is, it just starts happening without you even really thinking about it because you don't want to deal with it or you don't want the car ride home with the tears. You're going to say, Joe, no, I don't want you to fuck her. We need to go talk or we need to take a moment for ourselves or whatever it is. You're going to find your voice and you're going to know in those experiences that this is the time that we need to do something else and not be part of this or, or whatever it is. It just happens naturally. I agree. Over time. I am constantly amazed at the benefits that the lifestyle has given me in my daily life that are not related to sex. Really? One being finding the ability to tell somebody I'm unhappy with something or I'm uncomfortable or I don't like something that constantly surprises me because there are times when if I look back at our entire journey through the lifestyle, I will say early on, I did a lot of things because I didn't want to say no. Mm -hmm. Not 
because I didn't want to do that. Like I don't I guess I didn't feel forced to do them. It was just because I didn't have the nerve to say no to them. Right. Now, having enough time and experience, I've definitely learned the things that I should say no to mm-hmm. <laughs> and just move on with my life and get it over with rather than play along and then be more unhappy after the fact. I still feel I have a long way to go because there are still plenty of times I believe I'm doing something more to please the person I'm with than to please myself. Yes. But that's kind of an ever-changing battle for me because I do want to please people because by pleasing people, I'm pleasing myself. But at what cost is where I have to decide where my boundary is. And unfortunately, that changes with every given situation. So again, with more time, with more experience, I will learn where that boundary is and hopefully use my voice. And that is a challenge. I mean, even from a couple asking you to do something and you not wanting to say no and feeling that what they're asking you to do isn't that bad and the couple is an attractive couple, but maybe you're not in the mood at the moment. But while not wanting to do something at that particular moment, you go, ah, well, I would do it at other times and they've asked, so... Right. And on we go. That's always a struggle, too, because it's like, while this timing isn't ideal, you're kind of weighing your options. When is this going to happen again? Or when are we going to have the opportunity to do this again? We'll never be in this spot or in this room or everything won't line up quite the same. So I almost tend to push myself to say yes in situations that maybe in that current moment, super, what do they say when um, it's consent? It's not consent, enthusiastically saying yes. There have been plenty of times I haven't enthusiastically said yes, at least in my head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've given the impression that I'm an enthusiastic yes for the sole purpose that people want to follow through. However, walking away, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't in the right headspace or I really shouldn't have done that. But it's more of a live you learn thing than a regret thing. I usually don't walk away with a huge amount of regret. It's more of a, okay, now I know better or now I know. Right. So ask them how they got into the lifestyle. The girl on girl porn. Yes. I'll discuss this for now, but don't agree with their assessment originally. A lot of couples get into this for the girl on girl fantasy. Yes. And the female male, female threesome. Yes. She said he thought it was hot. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident she also thinks it's pretty damn hot herself as well. Sure. And a lot of people say that's not the quote unquote right reason to get into it. And I completely disagree. Meaning it's not the right reason why? Meaning, oh, if you're not looking to full swap, if you're not looking for everyone to have an equal playing field and all that, then it's not the right reason to get into the lifestyle. And I disagree. I think the lifestyle is such a broad term that any non-normative sex interactions can easily fall within the lifestyle, be it watching other people have sex, being it other people watching you have sex, mm-hmm. being it laying next to someone having sex while you're having sex. The well, girl, whoever girl. these people are that you're talking about, they're just stupid. <laughs> Well, whoever these people are who say that clearly do not participate in any lifestyle, anything, because if you were to ask any one of the many people we know within the lifestyle, they would all say that this dynamic is very typical, very popular. In fact, it's the one that most guys struggle with bringing to their partner as their fantasy, because the fear is if I tell my wife I want to see her 
her with another woman, then that starts to sound like I want to just go fuck other women. And then becomes the struggle of, well, now that this has been an option as the man, do I now just say, okay, I'm cool. I'm going to sit out and let you do this because the whole fantasy is just the girl on girl play. But the guy, I'm sure, very much like to be a part of it. However, to ensure to his woman that he's not there to just play with another woman, he, he has to tread lightly. I find that this dynamic is probably just as equal to the hot wife dynamic that brings people in to the lifestyle. I would venture to bet without doing any research, just knowing what I know, that the hot wife dynamic and the unicorn are probably neck and neck as far as numbers of people in the lifestyle looking for these things. And I would even go so far as to say that those two drastically outnumber the couples looking to swap. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm saying followed then in a very far last as the people who get into the lifestyle strictly to swap with other couples. I always feel that I'm meaning what brings them into the lifestyle. I was glad I'm you meaning, said and yeah. get into it. Because right. Once they get in, then they're like, oh, well, it's actually pretty fun to swap. Or we're meeting all of these couples in the process of looking for our unicorn or our single male or whatever. And then it just so happens that you kind of take down those boundaries and say, okay, yeah, we came into this for a single male, but you know what? We're going to do the swap and we're going to try that out and how things change once you get into the lifestyle. Shout out to Yolanda, one of the best bartenders in the uh, ethically non-monogamous industry. Trying to recruit hot, sexy people that come to our club. (laughs) And just being able to pick up, hey, these people have never done it, but she could tell right away, eh, they've talked about it. You're the type. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One of these days we have to get Yolanda on this fucking podcast. I want to hear the stories that she's seen. What I want to know is if you were approached by your friend who knew about the lifestyle and said, hey, just come up to the club sometime and see me at work. Just stop by, say hi. You know, I'm there. I'm up there. You'll like it. You'll like it there. When you walk Without in the doors. Without anything, yeah. there is no way I'm convinced that I don't have to have sex the second I walk in there. You hear sex club, you're automatically assuming, oh, you walk in the doors, you're fucking, that's, that's what it is. Right. But she brings it up to them and they acknowledge, oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's something, that's something. But he doesn't start pushing. <laughs> It's not every other week like, hey, come on, are we going to this? I mean, Yolanda wants us to go. Are we going to go? What are we doing here? Are we going? He just lays back and says, you know what? I'll wait. That's a patient move, I think. So by not pushing, knowing that she wasn't quite ready to make that step, but knowing that he would love to see her with other women and would love to create that opportunity, knew he had to wait to let her make that choice and be the one who said, hey, let's go, instead of nudging and nudging and nudging, trying to get her to do it. But based on their past with their friends in high school and some of the experiences that they had had early on, it didn't seem like lifestyle experiences were that far off from what they had dabbled in long before this. No, not a far jump at all, which is why I was suggesting earlier with the girl-on-girl thing, not being the actual reason that they wanted to get into the lifestyle, and it was more his desire to share her and see her pleased than just the girl-girl stuff. And I totally get the need to share something sexy. That is one of the main reasons why I love it, 
and love the idea of sharing you because the things that you do and watching you do these things are so intense that I absolutely love the idea of sharing it. So I totally get where he's coming from. And he says to her that he doesn't even have to be involved, that he's totally fine with going in and letting her play and he can sit back and watch. That's all he wants. He just wants to see her pleased. Absolutely. It's very similar to how you and I started our relationship in the lifestyle. Well, yeah, that's the hot wife dynamic where you like to see me with other guys. And his wasn't so much just other guys. His was just her being shared sexually Mm -hmm. and enjoying the sexual aspect of seeing her pleased. I really like that he didn't take an immediate, you get this, I get that uh, stance, which is unfortunate that we see quite a bit. And I don't think that that's a way that you can approach the lifestyle successfully. That ends up coming back and biting you in the butt as, you know, oh, well, you got to have sex with somebody. Now I get to have sex with somebody. And because somebody ate you out, I'm going to make sure I get a blowjob now. Or because you had two people at once, I'm going to have two people at once. And, and it just usually ends up coming back to burn you somehow when you work in the tit for tat mentality. But I really like to hear that he was like, all I want to do is just watch. I just want to be there. I just want to see it, share her and feel like I've got something sexy to bring to the table. All things are definitely not created equal in the lifestyle from experience to experience to male versus female yep it's just things will not always be equal and to go into it expecting is only going to lead to failure and arguments yep joe talks about how caitlin has this ingrained fear in her that if they go into the lifestyle and they start having sex with other people, having been each other's high school sweethearts and firsts for so many things, that somehow something's going to be different, something's going to be better, something is going to trigger him to just up and leave. He says he doesn't see it that way and he reassures her all the time and he makes a comment. He says, it seems that girls think more deeply about this stuff. I don't know if that's a enough of a blanket statement that could be made because I think that it goes both ways. I think it's more about the type of mentality a person has or maybe how they're raised or, you know, whatever ingrained fears are just in them, abandonment issues or, you know, other things that make people kind of hold on tighter to their significant others. So I don't think it's just a girls think more deeply. I think there's just a subset of people that yes. are this way. I am one of those people that early on in in the lifestyle, I had to think through everything because every movement that I made, I was worried was going to be misconstrued. And every movement that my partner made, I was rethinking and overthinking and analyzing. And well, if he holds her hand or if he caresses her or, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know if over time you become used to it or the trust in the relationship is built over time or maybe you're even like desensitized to it. I don't know what happens, but I know that my overanalyzing thought process has shifted from those things to now, I mean, new things. I'm still overanalyzing. I'm still overthinking. <laughs> it's just not centered or focused on the same things. And so all of those things have gone by the wayside. You can hold somebody's hand and skip down uh, Main Street at Disney. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be me. And I feel not even a ping of jealousy or thought that you're heading down a path to marry somebody else or leave me. And all of that has gone away. Not to say that I never have the fear because sure, it pops up once in a while. Uh, not nearly as much as it might have 
prior, but the type of people who have to do that thinking, who have to overanalyze things or figure it out, I think it's just, it's about exposure. It's about making sure that they get that reassurance that the partner continues to come back to them even after a really great session with another couple that you're reconnecting after that, that you're coming back and you're discussing things and you're just reassuring your partner you're still my one and only, or you're still the one I'm going to continue to come back to. And that's kind of where I brought up the fact that I have seen you have sex with people and the sex that you had was fucking Mm -hmm. show-stopping. Like, this draws a crowd. People stop and watch. You make noises that you don't make at home. And yet, when that experience is done, we come back home and we have an intense session together. And it reminds me, yeah, this is still us and we are still fantastic. Boy, did I enjoy watching that experience too. And that's going to be something that I'm going to play back in my mind over and over again. Have you ever gotten in your head about anything? No. And I've seen you thoroughly enjoy some shit. (laughs) And the fact that we come home and it is immediately right back to us again Mm -hmm. alleviates any question there is. That's good. I'm happy I can make you feel that way. You absolutely 100% do. So Caitlin hits 40 and decides, you know what? We're going back to this club. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of sexy outfits. We're going to get renew this membership. We're going to go have some fun. Here we go. Let's get a hotel room. I'm ready to go. Oh boy, it's getting closer to time to go. I'm not sure I'm ready to go. Nope. Sorry, Joe. Can't do this. This happens so often. We tend to reach out to, and by we, I mean me, tend to reach out to all the new couples that are entering the club saying, hey, just wanted to say hi. Love to meet you at the club if you happen to be there. Not all of the couples that sign up ever actually show up, make it through (laughs) the door, right? Yes. It's incredibly nerve wracking to walk into a brand new situation. And it's got to be even more nerve wracking to walk into a brand new situation where in your mind, you're expected to have sex with people. That speaks to why swingers can be flaky for dates as well because it's kind of it goes hand in hand because even walking through the doors at the sex club you're thinking especially with a lack of knowledge of how it works you know you're thinking i'm gonna walk in these doors and people are gonna pounce on me or i'm gonna have to have sex with people and i don't know if i want to do that i don't know if i'm ready to do that i don't know what i'm gonna see it's gonna be bonkers going in with all your wild thoughts i'm sure they're crazy thoughts before you walk in the door until you actually experience it and know firsthand what you're going to experience. But those crazy thoughts are what make people flake out. They have that ability, like your wildest imagination goes to a place where you're like, I'm just not going to like this. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to be uncomfortable the whole time. And obviously it goes for walking into the club and it goes for meeting a couple for the first couple of times when you try to start going out on dates, Mm -hmm. you know, with your partner. It's awkward. It's weird. It's not always comfortable. This also heads into the making your fantasies reality realm where, hey, we may have talked about this in the bedroom for months, weeks, years whatever. Mm -hmm. This is getting too real. Hang on. I don't know if I'm ready for this. In Caitlin's case, Joe gave her another drink, let her calm down for a second and kind of rethink and also somewhat threatened if we don't go now, we're not we're not doing this. It's almost like a stop toying with me, woman. <laughs> right, right. Which I think was fair, given yep. all of the planning that had gone into it. And they were hours away from start of the party. However, I want to know if you think that this was the right move. Obviously, it got her through the doors. But does that mean it's the right move? 
without knowing how often they talked about it and how many times they got, okay, we're going to sign up. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Okay, this is the weekend. No, not never mind. If that was the case and it was just her first time going, hey, let's let's go ahead and do this. And then she gets a little nervous and he goes, all right, well, then we're not doing it. Might be a bit aggressive, but I'm guessing they had hinted to the idea of going multiple times. And by this point, we've spent money on outfits. We've spent money on the admission. We've spent money on a hotel. Yeah, and now we're you're here. like, mm, nope, not doing it. Hey, we're either doing this or I'm not, I'm not going through spending all this money again just to go home. Well, I always like to think that when I have these moments where I'm threatening to just not go, I'm not in the headspace for this tonight. I don't want to do this tonight. I'm not feeling sexy. I just, whatever it is that comes up, whatever feeling where I back out at the last minute. I always like to think that in those moments, you're pretty good at understanding when you can push me and get me out the door Okay, maybe she needs a break and we just need to not go tonight. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt this with Joe in the sense that he's like, you're nervous about something. You don't even know what you're nervous about. Like, right. <laughs> let's just get through the door, see how it goes, and then judge from there. And he knew his wife well enough that he knew he could, okay, let's give her another cup of liquid courage, see if we can get her through the door, and go from there. And I think he did the right thing in this situation. I don't know that it would be a blanket statement to say, Oh, give your wife another drink and <laughs> and tell her it's okay and tell her to keep going. And in reality, I don't believe for one second that had they gone home, that that would have been the last time that... <laughs> well, and I think he probably knew that had they have gone home, she probably would have been kicking herself worse oh, yeah. yep. than if they even just had a crummy night. Absolutely. You know, so, so don't discount your partner's understanding of you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you get in those real high nerve situations, you might just have to throw caution to the wind and put a lot of trust in your own relationship and lean into each other and and hope you can each support each other. So she does bite the bullet. They go. They meet this fantastic couple. They have a great night talking to them. Next week, we got to go back. This couple's going. Oh, look, they bring a friend. The friend says, hey, what's your fantasy? She says, well, I brought some massage oil and there's a massage table over there. Cool. Let's go. Look at each other. Who's going first? Boom. She Yes, me. I'm going first. Mm-hmm. Let's live this fantasy. Let's go. Yeah. Love that she went from, yeah, I don't know if I can go to, all right, put me on the table. I'm getting massaged by everybody first. Yeah. So they leave this room, go home, and sit there and go, wait, were we just in an orgy? We gotta look this up. <laughs> and I love this. It made me laugh. It's the after the sexual experience. What did we just do? What's that called? Was that actually, you know, this where maybe you do a move, let's say Eiffel Tower, for instance, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, was th- that was the Eiffel Tower? We, I was in the like, yes, they Eiffel Towered over me. Awesome. You know, you're, <laughs> you're like trying to figure out all the things you checked off when you, in the moment, were just enjoying the moment and you're like wait we did that (laughs) and i honestly when they said orgy i was like "Eh, come on guys that's not an orgy and that was my train of thought because there was no actual penetration Mm -hmm. but no there were five plus people in a room engaging in some sort of sexual activity be it touching going down whatever i'm gonna say i take it back it counts oh yeah definitely i would say that was an orgy and then after that experience bam they're eager to go back They paused here because they pulled out this little piece of paper that had six names on it. No real details, no nothing. And well, hang on, let's try to remember who this was. What do we do here? 
This is why we tell you, get the Sexual Encounters app by NICE and log your experiences. We just heard a term this past weekend, which I may have heard it before, but for some reason it just really stuck with me when she said it. But she's like, yeah, I suffer from sexual amnesia too. And I was like, what? Yes, that's what I have. (laughs) It is so true. After you have these experiences, it kind of sounds totally slutty, but after you have so many of these experiences, they start to blend together and you start to not remember individual experiences you just remember specific things Mm -hmm. like one thing that somebody did to you that you had never had done to you before and then it's kind of sad because maybe a little desensitizing to the fact that we're being sexually vulnerable to a lot of people over time and that these things don't even seem that important anymore are we taking the sanctity out of sex anymore who knows but either way writing it down and reliving it later on when you can go back to it when you have maybe forgotten some of the details and you get to look over that again you're like oh yeah that did happen oh yeah that was so much fun i agree i love the fact that instead of an app he wrote it down on a piece of paper and then thought "Mm, hang on i gotta get rid of the piece of paper under this piece of paper (laughs) and all i could think of is the scene in big lebowski where jackie treehorn writes draws something or writes something and the dude comes over and (laughs) sketches over to find out what it was and it's just a picture of a giant penis (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Joe and Caitlin quickly learned not every experience is the same. Yes. And how amazing a genuine just bam, this happens naturally. Mm-hmm. We met these people, everything flowed. We said, hey, let's go. And whoa, that was incredible. Versus, hey, we met this couple. We're going to plan to do this. Okay, this is what we're going to do. All right, ready? Let's go do this. Okay, we're doing this and this and this. All right, we're done. Cool. If I were to set up the most perfect lifestyle journey for a couple, I would have to to debate on if you would want their first experience to be this fantastic as they had such a natural, organic, genuine connection with these people and it just worked out. Hey, what's your fantasy? Oh, massage? Okay, well, and we also brought our massage oil and there's a massage table in this room and look, we can do sexy things on this massage table and it just naturally progressed all the way through and then when they were done, they were super excited that they even did all of the things that they did versus having an experience that maybe Maybe wasn't so good. And I always think, well, yeah, you want the first experiences to be good so that you ke- it keeps bringing you back. But then again, I'm like, well, you kind of also don't want to have this first experience that now everything else has to live up to, too, mm-hmm. because now your bar is set so high. Yep. <laughs> and now you're like bound to fail for the next handful of visits before you find another very good connection and very good natural progression of things. Do I wish the perfect experience? to happen right off the bat or do I wish it to be like a semi-good experience enough to bring you back the next time and to keep looking kind of keep building right yeah, okay. or I, kinda, I, I agree with your assessment there keep, uh, it like would you don't be want to set the bar so high good first experience yeah. instead of the wow I've hit all great. of my fantasies yeah I mean, obviously, we've all been through our own journey and had have had people on the show talk about some of their first experiences being their absolute worst. And the fact that they're still in it is a bit of a shocker because yep. you're like, wow, and you kept coming back. Yeah, huh? Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then you hear this, you know, their first experience is great. Now they're kind of dealing with the, OK, how do we continue to have really great experiences like that first one yep. and maybe being not so excited about The experiences they're having trying to get there. Like, say, the experience they had the following week. Yeah. 
with the somewhat aggressive couple that was waiting for them at the door. Hey, we're going to spend the whole time with you. Finally, let's go to the back. And hey, I know we talked about the girls playing, but I really want this. So I'm, let me I'm rip off my clothes and yep. be ready. Just yep. just in case. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> so they end up back in this room. There's a crowd watching them, justifiably so. And things aren't going quite the way she wanted them to the way she was comfortable, but because there's a crowd there, she doesn't want to be the person to say, eh, not my cup of tea, let's stop. And I think that's an added hurdle when you're in the couple's room or in any situation where you're in front of an audience. The pressure, at least from a people pleaser's point of view here, the pressure to perform, so to speak, is higher and the pressure to not put yourself and your needs first, it just becomes very difficult to use your words because you're not just letting down that person who's fucking you or the two or three people in the room. You're typically letting down an entire room of people. And in in our club, in the couple's room, it's not like a glass window between you and the audience. The audience is right there. They're all sitting on a couch right near your bed, you know, feet away from you. So it truly becomes a letdown for more than just the people People playing, but also, you know, the people watching. So, yes, based on our experience, it is difficult to stop something or use your words in that moment. Yeah. But if you feel strongly enough about that, then that's something you need to speak up at that moment. And if or that do becomes, exactly what she did and get up and walk out. Also, if that becomes an issue where you're finding you cannot speak up when you're in front of an audience, then you need to know that that's now a boundary that you do not play in front of an audience because you can't put your needs first, you know, or you struggle in that arena until you can put your safety and your needs first and your your relationship first and all of that in every single situation, then you can start to play wherever, whenever. But all things I completely identify with. I mean, I think that's a struggle that I've been through. Also a struggle I continue to struggle with on occasion. I definitely go back to having my moments where I struggle to use my words. And then there's times when I feel perfectly free to use my words. So yeah, you just never know. (laughs) Yeah. How about using your words when somebody decides, hey, I know we haven't talked about anal play, but uh, let me stick a finger in your butt. Yeah. She asks, has this happened to you? Because it's happened to her so frequently that she's pretty sure it's happening to everybody. I have not had this happen. However, I'm curious if anal play is one of those things that's on the board until you say it's off, or is it off the board until you say it's on? It's got to be 100% off the board until you say it's on. And I would say that typically, but in the world that we live in and in the lifestyle, when you do talk about kind of people having more and more and more experiences, let's just say hypothetically, your first several sets of couples are big anal play people and they're really into it and you know you guys have the conversation it's on board and you start playing and then you find out like oh wow a lot of people are really on board with the anal play and then maybe you just don't i'm not making it right but maybe you're just assuming that everybody's on board until they're not and i mean that could be something that in their bedroom it's just a natural thing they've done it for years it's he goes down you don't on think her, twice about it yep. he licks her ass a little slides a finger in and it's just that's what puts her over the edge that's what makes his partner come so it's just a natural progression for him but it's why you kind of have to ask along the way that goes back to the using your words you know that first conversation with a couple before you get back to a room or even before clothes are removed and play starts
sports is that, you know, that's your ideal time where you need to set into motion what you're picturing is going to happen and uh, where your boundaries are. And if that's anal and very clearly, we're all not on the same page when it comes to anal. So I guess if that's a hard no for you, then you need to make it clear. And if it's a hard yes for you, then you need to make it clear too. (laughs) Also, another thing that if it's a hard no for you, such as, hey, is it okay if Joe fucks my wife? The answer is no. Then the answer shouldn't be, yeah, sure, go ahead and fuck her and walk out the door. Yeah. I get that by that point in the night, so many things that had happened were past what she was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, well, clearly this is happening too. Whatever, just go ahead and do it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Do it without me. Yeah. Kudos also to Joe for immediately getting up and going, that doesn't mean, yeah, go ahead and fuck her. That means, yeah, (laughs) you better be following me out of this room. Right. (laughs) Because with the alcohol flowing at times, all those people might have heard was, yeah, go ahead and fuck her. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I got to pee again. Oh, she's got to pee again. Cool. All right. <laughs> Beer goggles on the fine. Yep. <laughs> I didn't hear that tone in your voice. No, what are you talking was, about? You, you said, said you yes. said go ahead and fuck her. Yes. What? <laughs> that was crystal clear. <laughs> the difference between text messages and actual words, I guess. <laughs> That's such a tough place to be in because when you're at that point in the evening and it seems that nothing has gone right. It is very easy to watch your partner have an evening that appears from your perspective to be going right. You're just pissed. Now, here we are. I've now taken a finger in my ass and I'm not happy and I don't want to be here and you're going to get to fuck this wife. Go ahead. You're just mad at the world. I've been in that mindset where you're just over everything and you just throw your hands up and you're like, I just, I want to be done. Everything based on what he was seeing and hearing, everything was great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she storms out of the room. He follows her. They walk out the door. They get in the car and here come the tears. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, what happened? I, you were having fun. You were playing along, all the moans, everything sounded great. It's been a while, but we've been there. Yes. Early on, there was one or two situations where on paper, it looked like you were having a blast. Yep. And we get in the car and say, oh my God, that was so hot. And you were like, no, no, it was not. It was not hot. It was not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be the center of attention there. That was not where I was ready to be at that moment. And well, shit, I didn't know I would have helped you. I would have mm-hmm. would have said stop. And it's a very tough spot to be the person on the other side of the tears when you have no idea they're coming. Oh, absolutely. And I don't hold that against you. It's that moment where for me, it was always the people pleaser in me took over too much. And I gave too much And I didn't get enough in return or even a little or even a tiny bit. And I felt give, 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 give. And here you say like the very first thing you say is, oh, that was so hot. And that's like it's almost a triggering phrase at that Mm -hmm. point because you're like, yeah, to you, it was fucking hot. I got nothing. I got nothing. I did this for everybody else and I got nothing. And I'm so happy you thought it was fucking hot. That's usually the mentality. And it's sad because I put myself in that situation when every single time it happened, I did it to myself. I didn't speak up. I didn't say, I'm not getting anything out of this. I need to stop this. This is stupid. I don't want this to happen. But given those circumstances, you learn fast. 
you learn quickly that, oh, I absolutely know now that I cannot give of myself the entire session, walk away from it and be happy. I'm just going to walk away feeling like I've given and not received and nobody's here to please me. I'm just here to please everybody else. Piece of meat. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what it always typically worked out to be was I'm just here for people to fuck me and everyone could care less that I'm a human being. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Which, but, but no, you should say that because that's how you felt. Right. When in reality, it was a room full of people absolutely obsessed with you and enjoying you and just so enamored with you. But for you, the feeling was, I'm not having an orgasm. I'm not turned on. I don't care that all these people are turned on. Right. I'm not. I'm so happy that I could give a wonderful show to these 50 people in the room and I could get this guy to come and I could get this girl to come and I'm walking out sore and sweaty with nothing to show for it other than a high five as I'm walking out the door. Great show. Yep. That's just not enough reward for me on some nights. On other nights, that may be enough reward for me. It's so all the, the mindset. Yeah, it's all all the tricky mind games that lifestyle shit can play with you. They don't write a book on this. They don't give you the answers on how to deal with your own personal flaws. Mm-hmm amongst a lifestyle that we didn't grow up in, so we didn't learn the idiosyncrasies of it all. We don't learn how to manage this living with parents who are strict Catholic and refuse to get a divorce even though they're unhappy. Yep. (laughs) You know, just something I didn't learn in my young years. But with the wet tears still on her face, she turns to him and says, next time, next time, we're going to need some boundaries. And I absolutely love that. Yes. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.